0: Six twelve. Call it six thirteen on this Monday morning, second to last day of January. It's foggy out. Be careful if you're driving around. Little pockets of it here or there. I know from the main span of the Crescent City Connection about an hour and a half ago, you couldn't see the area, downtown area from the bridge. Highs of seventy four today. Thirty percent chance for showers. Seventy tomorrow for a high. Twenty percent chance for showers. Sixty eight on Wednesday. Seventy four Thursday. Sixty percent chance for rain. Then then it cools off by. Friday, Mike Detellia joins us now, WWL-NFL analyst, co-host of Sports Talk. Mike, we got us a Super Bowl. Yep, sure do. Thoughts on the first game?
1: Uh, man, uh, it was nothing like I think anyone thought because it, when you down and start losing quarterbacks the way uh, the 49ers did, you know, it, it changed the outcome of the game. And, and I thought the Eagles were the better team uh, going into this and that they would win the game. In that decisive manner, uh, I think very few people thought it would be that big of a blowout. Uh, but <laughs> uh, it, it started the game, uh, so to speak, early with some questionable calls uh Uh, the Devontae Smith catch that really wasn't a
0: catch. See, now let me jump in for a second. Yeah, let me jump in there. What we saw later on. Because I was texting texting my peeps, you know what I'm saying? And I know the NFL before in uh, playoff games has already stopped it from uh, New York to take a look at it, whether it's challenged or not. And you didn't have to be uh, an attorney or some kind of prosecutor to realize Devonte Smith was trying to get away with something when he was trying to get the playoffs so quick. So at that point, don't you think they could have stopped or should have stopped it?
1: Uh, my thing is, why didn't Shanahan throw the challenge flag?
0: Well, I get it, but they have in, <laughs> but no, but before they've stopped it in a, like college football. Here's my thing. If you're going to encourage betting on these games, not that this would have mattered anyway, because it wouldn't have changed the outcome of the game. No, but it, it just wouldn't seems have like the they make it work in college, don't they? Where if they see something that's wrong, they stop it from the. Well, I think it's in yeah. the Midwest somewhere, wherever the center is, not New York, and review it.
1: And they do it in the NFL uh, in New York the yeah. exact same way. Uh, now their deal is that we didn't have a, a proper. Uh, angle to see him drop the ball. And we didn't really see it in full nature until after the, they had scored the touchdown.
0: Right, so you stop but it and my, you look at every angle is, you have, though, Mike.
1: Man, you got an angle every which way but loose now in these uh, championship games. They have cameras everywhere. And so that that's not a really good excuse, but... Well, I think what you bring up, because the NFL is not going to change on its own. If you think they're going to go to full-time officiating and all this other stuff and replay every snap. I didn't say kidding. replay every snap. No, 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 no. Uh, what I'm saying is that that's, uh, people sort of have brought that up, that that's not going to happen on their own. The only way that will change is through the gaming industry because once you decided <laughs> that makes sense to, be, to get in bed yep. with them, and you as are a major partner. You now affecting their bottom line if the perception is the games are rigged, because then the gaming industry feels, hey, you touching my money when people decide not to gamble. And the only way this is going to change in the NFL is pressure from the gaming industry. Now, people say, oh, I think they're in bed with them. <laughs> if you start losing money, it's on the up and up. Uh, you affecting their bottom line.
0: See, here's here's what I'm thinking. If you look at the playoffs, you got these officials standing on the sidelines by the coaches, to make sure everything goes off without a hitch if they can. They got the deal where they can. Um, I saw a guy from somebody tweeted yesterday about this stoppage with Devontae Smith that apparently the New York can stop it. Not the official on the field, but New York can stop it if they see something that looks questionable. And again, maybe not every angle was available on that catch, and it didn't affect the game. But from the way Devontae Smith got up, he was guilty, don't you think? I mean, I was a parent.
1: Yeah, well, it was apparent to me uh, because I know just by their certain calls now, receivers, tight ends, running backs, half, uh, with their teammates, if they think something's close. Because I think in probably Devontae Smith's mind, uh, he thought he made the catch, but he wasn't really quite sure. Sometimes they don't know. But because he wasn't sure. Right. So he was making a call. And you saw the way they rushed to the line. But my thing is, there's a guy in the booth for the Forty ers
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. But maybe he didn't have that. See agent. that too. But he maybe he didn't. Well, you mean saw Devontae Smith? Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. How could you miss that? But that brings uh, me to the the replay rule, which is. I, it seems like you should have challenges until you give you two, and if you you don't lose them, if you if you find a mistake, it, you're correct. you correct. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. No sense. It's like okay, so um, uh, Andy Reid used one and was wrong. Then he used the second one, he was right, but then he was out of challenges. Wait a minute. No, he's not. Why? Because he he fixed the last one. He should have another one until you you get two, and if you make two false challenges, then you run out. But why should I, that, he be punished? I,
1: I agree with that for correcting totally. the official's
0: mistake. That's crazy.
1: Because you know their big thing is we got to keep the Florida game. But let you me get, what, you, you know what? As as somebody, just as an observer, I just want you to get it right
0: exactly. And that brings me to what I was saying before. In the playoffs, they got a, an official, God knows how many, on the sidelines. One's right by the coach when a fight broke out. A couple others came out of nowhere and. It just seems to me, how much could that cost the NFL to run every game like that? It I, couldn't cost that much, Mike, compared no, to this multi-billion I, I, dollar I, I industry, ag- could it?
1: I agree with you. This is a multi-billion dollar industry. How
0: much? You're talking about millions, maybe, at the most that would cost.
1: <laughs> if that. If that. I, I'm talking I about with benefits
0: and everything, though.
1: That uh, there, there's a full-time official. He doesn't live that far from me mm-hmm. here. Uh, Carl Johnson, and uh, we had him on. He has a short window that the NFL will allow him to come on, and I questioned him about uh, would they consider full-time officiating, and he was pretty quick to tell me no, uh, that it hasn't even been brought up, and uh, we've had it from other people in the league make the same comment. It's never been brought up, or it's been brought up, but it's never going to pass. Uh, they don't want to be involved with unionizing these officials and having to pay benefits and everything else, but they treat this multi-billion-dollar industry, referee-wise, like a mom and pop
0: store, yep. it's like a high school yeah, district. Something
1: yeah, crazy. that's what it is. And then they wonder why there is criticism, and the league kind of frames it well. Players make mistakes. Coaches make mistakes. You're going to have refereeing make mistakes. Now, in the technology world where I can see it off my phone, uh, frame by frame by frame, uh, seconds later, you have to adjust to it. You have to adjust. But the NFL has bucked and kicked and screamed not to do it. But the only way it will change is because of their – sort of association with the gaming industry who may feel that there are people that will not gamble because maybe they feel as though it's not on the up and up. Now, there's got a lot of people that do gamble. Well, wait,
0: weekly. let me take a break. Let me take a break. And we'll pick it up right there because if anything, the NFL should do everything they can to make sure that it is on the up and up and that there's no doubt that the integrity of the game is is beyond reproach, and that's why they're putting all these replay measures everything else to make sure that since now they are in bed with gambling, that the games are fair. We'll take a break, pick it up here. We'll come back. 622, traffic now, WWL. 627, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Mike Dettelier, NFL analyst, co-host of Sports Talk. Mike saying the only way that the NFL would – change anything with the refereeing full-time officiating or review or anything else to get it right would be if maybe gambling um, uh, the NFL's would buck any of that but maybe the gambling industry as you're saying Mike has the nuck up you know what I'm saying I just want to get nuck if you buck in there to make the kids realize that I'm hip that um, maybe that 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 would force some kind of change as it stands now Fiegel sent this Jordan Fiegel our boy wonder the NFL instituted a new rule at the start of the 21-21 season known as replay assist or expedited review that allows either an on-site replay official or a member of the league office in New York to make a quick reversal when there is immediate, clear, and obvious evidence that one is necessary. So I guess um, the, the, the evidence would have been Devontae Smith trying to hurry up and get to the line. But I don't know, you know if that's— the
1: evidence would have been visual evidence. No, I know. I understand that, that. That, that's the, that. That's the part of it here that, you know, is kind of that fine line— Uh, because they're talking about the visual evidence. And uh, when we had Carl Johnson on uh, this past offseason, he he pointed out that, um, you know, he thought that was a big part of the game and added, uh, so to speak, by the competition committee. And you know who made him do it. Uh, They're not going to tell you, but it was simple. Uh, Look at the timing of when that came in right around the time they started to be a tag team with the gaming industry Mm -hmm. because they were pushed to do it. They're not doing this on their own. If you think that that's going to happen, uh, you know, i got mountain front property here but, on the planet. But why, why is
0: that, Mike? It doesn't seem like, like a way to, to – it, it seems like uh, – what's a penny uh, – dollar-wise and p- penny-dollar? I, Tommy, like, I
1: agree was? with you wholeheartedly. But it's never oh, been man. something – they've always been super protective of their refereeing uh, units. And, again, we went through this with the NOLA no-call. Oh, yeah. And you, and you heard the, the commissioner and other people say the exact same thing. Well, players make mistakes. Coaches make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes, but we do everything to try to correct it. But they don't.
0: Somebody texted in that Devontae Smith call. It, it might have changed some prop bets, but I don't think it affected the outcome of the game. Do no, you?
1: hell no. It didn't affect that game uh, because what surprised me is the 49ers – uh, defense unraveled in that game. I, I know when you start to lose your quarterback and you down the Josh Johnson, it, it becomes really difficult. But penalties uh, and obvious ones, uh, late hits, face masks, uh, <laughs> I mean, you name it, I had not seen that from the 49ers all season. I, and I thought the Eagles were certainly the better team going into the game, but they really got helped there uh, by a 49ers defense that were... That was uncharacteristic in that game by extending drives. And then they started to run the football on them. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts in this game, I think he only threw
0: 421 yards. It wasn't much. We've got to take a break. We'll pick it up here. we come back. Mike Dettelier, our guest, 504-260-187. You got anything to say right now? It's time for WWL First News. For that, we go to Ian Ozan. 6.43, 17 before 7, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Mike Detelier. Thanks for getting your Monday morning started with us, second to last day of the month already. Mike, of course, WWL NFL analyst, co-host of Sports Talk, and we're talking about the officiating in the NFL and how they should do something if they're going to, and they have already completely and thoroughly embraced gambling, how they're going to have to make sure that they get these games right. And when you talked about the 49ers, yesterday, uh, I think there was a lot of frustration on the defensive end because they realized what, what you talk about a humbling experience. If you think you're a big deal, look at this 49ers quarterback that played yesterday. What was his name, Tim? Josh Johnson, who was in the NFL for like, what, 10, 12 years? And I never heard of the guy. Did you? Oh, you may yeah, have. Yeah. Did you that well, for yeah. I
1: scouted yeah. him when he was at University of San Diego, not San Diego State, University of San Diego and uh, he's bounced around this league. Actually had worked out with a time with Drew Brees oh, really? uh, out in San Diego. Yeah, Drew. when Drew was playing, uh, he would work out a lot in San Diego, and Josh was one of the guys that he would work out with. So Josh is – this is, I think, his second or his third run with the Forty ers But uh, uh, I think uh, it's like twelve teams, ten years. No, he's made a career out of it, made pretty good money. Uh, and then that you thrust into a championship game. One of the things that also has to be changed is that uh, you got to go back to having three quarterbacks yeah, that's on crazy. your roster. Uh, that's crazy. I, I, I understand. Uh, the part about the way the rules are set up—I uh, don't get why you got a 53-man roster and you got to deactivate people mm-hmm. weekly. Uh, that part is still Again. stunning to me. Uh, but
0: that's pennywise, the dollar foolish. Pennywise, dollar foolish. That's another yeah. example of it right there.
1: Yeah, and, and so now you got—you had to think about McCaffrey going in as a wildcat, or Juicedus the uh, the fullback even taking some snaps because Purdy gets hurt and then Johnson sustains the head injury or a concussion issue, and now you, you, you don't have anyone else. You I know? thought they'd have
0: done better if they were just going to run it to have McCaffrey take it in the Wildcat, and then um, they'd have an extra man to block because Purdy was doing nothing but handing off. But then I thought maybe the coach said, you know what, we're not going to beat up Christian McCaffrey for no reason. There's next season. Maybe we can live to fight another day.
1: But the turnovers were a killer in that game too for him. And the Eagles' defense played like we saw them play 90% of the games. They were aggressive. They had 15 more sacks than any other team in the NFL. Uh, They, up until I think week 15, had a huge margin on giveaway-takeaway. And then they sustained some injuries uh, to Jalen Hurts and Lane Johnson and Chauncey Garner-Johnson was a little bit before then. But he wasn't playing either. But boy, they pieced it together. And they are going to be a tough out uh, because of how they're built, really strong up front. And Hertz made uh, enough plays in the passing game when you only threw for twenty one yards. I mean, but you got that many turnovers, you don't need to. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, let's talk about um, Sean Payton. What's the deal with him? Because I was confused with the Fox pregame show with the little trophy or the big trophy. Everybody's playing cagey. But you know what? I'm, I'm not in the mood to laugh about Sean Payton. Let's do something or get off the pot. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, he made the comment that something he thinks one way or another will happen this week. Uh, so that was his only comment about the job. He, he wanted to pick him. Uh, contest, so that's how. Uh, now again, for those, they're just picking the winner of the games. Right. They're not picking it by the point spread. Uh, so Select it, it is what it is. But I think we'll we'll get the clarification this week, one way or another. Because the one thing the NFL is uh, they don't want to see is you step on the Super Bowl tolls. and so. Uh, next week is going to be all about the Super Bowl, and they don't want to hear about any job openings and interviews and all this other stuff. So we should know something this week, one way or another. Uh, but as it grows more and more, you wonder a little bit about if he will return to coaching in twenty twenty three.
0: If he doesn't, what happens then with the compensation?
1: <laughs> it lessens. That's all I know. Uh, you know, and again, for you know, if you Dennis Allen. And you got to put it in his perspective. He understands uh, that, you know, his job's on the line. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't an impressive debut, but you got to turn it around that you could have used some of that capital acquired with Sean going somewhere else to help you. Now, if he sits out the year, all this stuff about poker playing and, man, we got them where we want them and uh, the Saints got all the cards. You found out that wasn't accurate. You know, it, it's just people talking uh, because the NFL's a different world uh, on how it looks at things. And if you sit out the year, you can say, well, we still got the asset of Sean Payton. You want him hovering over this franchise for another season? Mm-hmm. That same question being asked over and over and over again. Uh, I've done enough shows, uh, you know, sort of away from the New Orleans area that it's unbelievable the interest in Sean, and he's still not employed because he's got a job already. He's working with Fox. You know, he, he I, I has can, a job. He doesn't have a job in the NFL.
0: I think gauging the political temperature of the area and of Saints fans, I think the longer this goes on, the less fondly we're going to remember. Sean Payton that's just my opinion we'll take a break Mike. I, I
1: think you're right
0: we'll take a break right. when we come back Senior Bowl happens on Saturday how far away are the Saints from any of the four teams that we saw yesterday and of course I'm still getting texts about the Devonte Smith call affecting the outcome of the game the 49ers didn't have a quarterback for God's sake how can you say they had any chance against the Eagles they didn't 130 yards that's what um um 22 in
1: passing yeah. is what the Eagles got. What was it? And the, 40, uh, the Eagles threw the football for 122 yards. But, man, my thing is the 49ers got nothing going on offense.
0: Nothing. They didn't have a quarterback.
1: Yeah. And, and so <laughs> and they were getting beat up front too, Tommy. Yeah. I think that was the other part. They didn't think the Eagles defense, uh, I think, didn't imagine how quick they were off the line of scrimmage.
0: Well, when you, yeah, but when you got, what, it seemed like it had about 15 people in a box because they knew that they weren't going to throw the ball. It's kind of hard to run it. Six it looked f- like 15. Yes. Yeah. 650 and a half more with Mike. When we come back, traffic now, WWL. 655 and a half, Tommy Tucker, WWL. A couple of minutes left with Mike Detille, and then he'll. Do some research all day and then be on sports talk this evening from 4 till 8 at the Silver Slipper. Second guest live on the coast, uh, Hancock County. Uh, Mike, so Senior Bowl happens on Saturday. Saints got a history of drafting some Senior Bowl players. How how far away are we from getting even close to an NFC championship game?
1: No, you're not close. Come on, you can't compare the talent to the Eagles and 49ers to what you have. And uh, I give a lot of credit to Howie Roseman with the Eagles. He was very aggressive this offseason. We saw the Rams do something similar a couple years ago, Tampa Bay, in that, you know, Howie and the Eagles made the playoffs last year. And then they go out and they acquire A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans. They get Hassan Reddick from the Carolina Panthers. They, they made a trade and got Chauncey Garner-Johnson. Uh, from the Saints. They stole him. Uh, Indomitian Sioux, they signed him up late. Linville Joseph, the exact same thing, signed him late. They were very aggressive this offseason in trying to piece that team together, understanding before you got to start paying a quarterback where you're going to be limited because you're going to eventually have to pay Jalen Hurts a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Let's make that move now. And that's what he did. And it has paid off. They're playing on Super Bowl Sunday. Bottom line. And the Chiefs, this is uh, – man, I give Andy so much credit with it because I'm an Andy Reid fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what he's been able to do in every year, it's a it's a big changeover. But when you lose a big key like Tyreek Hill, you had to trade him away. You couldn't afford to pay him. And you trade him away to the Dolphins. Oh, Chiefs offense going to come apart. Uh, uh, not quite the case, mm-hmm. but they got the great quarterback in, in Patrick Mahomes. And yesterday you saw one of the signature defensive players in the NFL in Chris Jones. It looked like they had three of them like him. But that was only one. And the, if the Bengals don't fix their offensive line, they get, they're going to send Joe Burrow to a early retirement.
0: <laughs> um, let me ask you quick. We had two minutes left. Jim Fink said you start with the big guys up front. I I don't know where the Saints' offensive line is in terms of salary or injury. I don't know if penning's going to work out. Um, I I don't know. Where do you start, Mike? We're going to flip this NFL team, like flip this house, right? So we're looking at it. Here's the picture right now. Where do we start building? What do we tear down? What do we do?
1: You better figure out what you're going to do at quarterback position. Bottom line, if you don't come up with that solution, the other stuff – Is just sort of window dressing. Mm -hmm. But I think once you get past the quarterback spot, then it's offensive, defensive line. Look at the four teams and how they got there. They were built really strong up front. I can find me a running back and a receiver and a cornerback and a linebacker, but I can't find me those big guys. Uh, And it's like that in recruiting, too. Every college coach I talk to, if it's a head coach or an assistant, It's the same thing. Find me a big guy, a potential big guy.
0: And when it comes to depth, who gets hurt, Mike?
1: It's offensive and defensive linemen, but offensive linemen get hurt more than any spot Mm -hmm. at the tackle guard center position. So when I see this in the paper, I read it online about, oh, the Saints are good. They're front five. Front five, have you been paying attention the last couple years? Every year, they got injuries that get mm-hmm. wipes out their starting offensive line.
0: Seems like it every year. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate your time. We'll be listening this afternoon when you and Bobby J., second guests for, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, your hosts on the coast, 4 till 8. Going out there, have some fun. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Tom. You bet. We'll take a break. We come back. The special session today begins to address the homeowners' insurance crisis in Louisiana. We're going to talk to Jim Donlin, the Louisiana Insurance Commissioner. He can outline what it is that he wants to see and the chances of the legislature doing it.